Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Today on the podcast, we're going to be listening to music from the Legend of Heroes series of video games. This is going to be a lot of fun. This is one of those long overdue topics that we've had on the back burner for a long time, almost to the point where we forgot about it. But the, recently right. we got a few comments you know, saying that it'd be cool to focus on this series, so we're finally going to do it. This is a, a really great long-running series uh, by Falcom. So, mm-hmm. you know, we did, I think it was in season one, we actually did two Ease episodes because we discovered that music around the time we started the podcast and thought it was just so exciting. And so we, we've definitely explored the Ease series a lot, but uh, I think it's time to explore maybe this the second most well-known Falcom series, Legend of Heroes. And what's really cool is this started off in 1989 with the first title, and they're still releasing games in the series. Even this year, 2017, there's a release. So this is a very long-running series, so it's going to be fun to hear the origins of it and see how it has evolved over the years. Well, it's kind of a series that grew out of another series of games. That's true. So it grew out of the Dragon Slayer series. So who would have thought that, that that was was definitely an exciting series, you know, in in the 80s and 90s and stuff. But then, uh, so actually the sixth game of that series was called The Legend of Heroes, and that spawned a whole other series that, like I said, continues to this day. So uh, it's series within series. It's it's pretty meta, but uh, this, this is going to be a lot of fun music. This is a lot of music that I've really loved uh, and just kind of had saved up over the years of doing this podcast. Some really wonderful melodies here. I think um, probably the best part of the series is the first four games that were released for the PC-88 and the 98, and it was led by uh, the composer Meiko Ishikawa. She worked on all four of those entries, and she is just one of the best composers, in my opinion, for video games. Um, Most of her work was on those Japanese PC systems, but some of these titles were ported to things like the Genesis and, you know, NES and stuff, but she's, I I will say she's one of those unsung composers. You don't hear a lot of people praising her, um, but I don't know. She's just one of the best. She's one of our favorites here on this show, and, you know, when we did do those episodes on the Ease games... For me personally, her music always kind of resonated with me even more than uh, the Yuzo Koshiro mm-hmm. tracks. I just really love her style. And she isn't necessarily a household name in the world of video games, but she's so fantastic. We do a piece of hers, uh, Subterranean Canal, yeah. in the Marcado cover band. You know what's funny, Will, is I can't remember what track it is. I think it's something from the, one of this either first or second game. There's an element, there's this There's this melodic segment that is very much similar to Subterranean Canal. So we, we'll look forward to that. That's kind of one of her little signature sounds. But yeah, Meiko Ishikawa is a very wonderful composer that worked for Falcom for a number of years. It seems like she's kind of been phased out. I don't see a lot of crediting uh, in recent years, unfortunately. But maybe we'll see a resurgence of her going forward. We also have some other composers. And then as we moved into the into more modern systems, it, it's a to- totally new set of composers. But let's start things off with the game. This is the official title, Dragon Slayer 6, 
The Legend of Heroes. First game in this series. And we're going to start things off with the PC-88 version. Uh, That's what you heard playing in. It was the town theme, a very joyous, pastoral, simple theme. You're going to hear a lot of melodies like that, just very sunshiny and feel good. So that was the town theme. We're going to move on to a track called Utility. And this game was composed by Meika Ishikawa and Masaki Kawai. Let's take a listen. beautiful and unique piece of music this is utility from the legend of heroes for the pc88 this one was definitely composed by meiko ishikawa she used basically the same melodic sequence that she uses in subterranean canal it's just interesting because this one's in a major key and it has a totally different emotional quality but even the the intro of this how it's harmonized some of those harmonies really remind me of her work in the e series uh what a wonderful track yeah, I love it. It's, it's very pastoral and has a Japanese folk quality about it. Um, especially the the first section of it. The yeah, da, 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 That's my favorite, yeah. It, it's really gorgeous. It's very beautiful, I think. So this originally came out in 1989 in Japan, and the North American release was in 1992. And this game was released for tons of systems, such as, you know, the 88, the 98, the MSX2, even the Mega Drive. And we're actually going to play uh, some Mega Drive versions of some tracks in a little bit. But yeah, so this this was the game that started it all. And what's interesting is for the first two games, there were, there was a uh, Mega Drive releases as well. And sound-wise, you guys might know this by now, but very similar to the PC-88 and 98. It's a very similar Yamaha FM chip. But what's interesting is some of the music is altered for the Mega Drive releases. There's a couple of instances of, com- of separate music just for the Mega Drive. And there's other instances where they take the same melodies, but they might change the key or they might do different arrangements. So that's really interesting to hear that. Uh, let's move on. We're going to play, I think, one more track from the PC-88 version. This is Ship from The Legend of Heroes. Thank you. 
so beautiful. You guys are listening to Ship. This is from Dragon Slayer 6, The Legend of Heroes, composed by Meiko Ishikawa and Masaki Kawai. And this is the PC-88 version. I'm such a fan of Falcom PC-88 music. It's really its own little tradition. This was FM synth music uh, that was composed and popularized before the release of the Genesis. And, and that still blows my mind that these composers were really exploring the unique timbres of that FM synth in games before things like Sonic the Hedgehog, you know? Uh, I, I just find that really interesting. There's a specific style that all these PC-88 tracks have. Heavy use of PSG, and there's a lot of interesting techniques and effects they can use, uh, you know, with changing maybe the tuning of two doubled pulse pulses to make this kind of chorus effect and right. some nice delay. And just the combination of that with the hard-hitting FM sounds, it's just a very wonderful palette. Right, and unlike the Genesis, which had a multitude of FM synth channels, the PC-88 has to rely more on those 8-bit PSG sounds. Yes. Which I think gives it a more distinctive charm, and I agree with you, Carl. I think composers were forced to find innovative and, and creative ways to utilize the PSG and and give it more colorful timbral characteristics. Uh, I totally agree, because there is less uh, voice lim- uh, there's more voice limitations on the PC-88. I think it's like two or maybe three total FM channels. And what you notice in a piece like this is that that FM channel is really just being used for that sort of arpeggiated harp-like chord progression right and it's not even being used in the melody here and i think mm-hmm. the composers and I- implementers that that worked on that platform almost developed a fondness for the psg and, and the roles were, were quite different you know on the, on the genesis everything was fm if you mm-hmm. ran out of available pitches you would use psg or maybe use it for delay or some sort of twinkly color but the roles were almost reversed on the pc88 where where sometimes the the principal elements were done with the 8-bit sounds well you have to remember this is coming off the heels of systems like the nes so this is still an 8-bit system so that was the norm those sounds were the norm it feels like the pc88 was approaching music similar to the nes but they had these added fm channels just to add more oomph to the music so it wasn't like (laughs) that was the primary the primary sounds seem to be these psg sounds um, but it's just kind of coupled with with some fm bite so it's really interesting just to talk a little bit about the music in this piece uh ship i (laughs) i really like that opening that opening string of melodic notes, just so the, the syncopation of it, the specific intervals themselves. It's something that feels very Japanese, very video gamey, and it's something that I feel like happens in countless pieces of music. I think one of the most recent ones that I can think of actually is the title theme to Sonic Mania. I know it ends mm. with the kind sure. of a, a thing. Um, but there's some beautiful repeated melody. (laughs) Yeah. It's really gorgeous. And it's happening over that sort of chromatically descending baseline, but then it takes this sort of jazzier turn. Um, and the, the, the chord progression is it's satisfying, but it's also unexpected and it goes in places that, um, you might not necessarily expect. 
Yeah, so the idea of having a very simple, happy melody that's repeated over a changing chord progression, we're going to go back to that in this series in the, in the second entry in one of my favorite tracks of the whole series. So that's definitely a, a very effective technique. All right, let's play a couple of tracks from the Mega Drive version of the first Legend of Heroes game, and let's maybe discuss a little bit of some of the sound differences we have here. This is a track called Field, and if I'm not mistaken, this is not present in the PC-88 release. So let's take a listen to to field from the Mega Drive version of The Legend of Heroes. You guys are listening to the Field theme from Legend of Heroes. This is the Mega Drive version, also composed by Meiko Ishikawa and Masaki Kawai. So these two composers were responsible for multiple versions, different ports, which is very impressive uh, in and of itself, you know, being able to take music and port it to different systems. That's a lot of work, and this sounds really good on the Genesis. Well, what are some of the, before we talk about the composition, what are some differences you're hearing from this uh, to the PC-88 version? Well, like we mentioned before an increased number of FM synth channels. Here we have uh, the most striking of which to me are the the melody, which, which has this wonderful kind of retro analog synth sound to it, this great synth lead effect. And my favorite part of the track is that biting FM bass and the way that those two lines really interlock together is so fantastic. Yeah. We do still have PSG and it almost has that Falcom-y PC-88 yeah. sound to it, just that line and sort of the timbres that kind of are using that chorus effect that we're familiar with. Um, but yeah, in general, you can you can tell, I think, just by listening to it, the, the difference and the, I would say, improvement in the hardware from one platform to another. Absolutely, and it's worth mentioning that this release on the Mega Drive was actually years later than the original PC-88 version, so it's kind of interesting how it's possible these composers were revisiting fairly old music and trying to spice it up and also add you know new, new tunes here and there, so that, that's interesting. All right, let's play one last track from the first game, and this is another Mega Drive uh, version. This is a, a song that exists on both versions, but I think this is probably the definitive uh, arrangement of this. This is The Voice of God, a very beautiful piece of music from The Legend of Heroes. Thank you. 
Oh, that's great. Ah, oh, it's such an effective loop point. Well, don't you really... Aren't you really moved by how everything just cuts away at the very end to go back mm -hmm. to the beginning again? God, it's really powerful. Yeah, it's sort of like the, the loop point interrupts where we were mm. in the flow. It's an interesting way of creating something cyclical. It, it, it's not the kind of loop that you don't notice or, or don't feel. It's yeah. kind of... It's the opposite, where it's intentionally smashing the climax, the most mm. emotionally intense part of the form into the lowest point um, for, for great effect. I think musically yeah. it really works. If you were just creating a piece of music, that type of moment of contrast I think would be a moment that would be celebrated. It would definitely be something that I would have enjoyed. But again, it's, it's that mixture of artistry and taste with the kind of practical problem solving of needing to create a piece of music that actually loops and, and functions that way. Right. It's one of my favorite things actually about video game music is that kind of art of creating a looped of creating a looped composition. And there are so many different composers that approach and solve this problem in completely different ways and so many different effective ways. It's really one of the parts of this medium that I think makes video game music deserving of being considered its own art form because yeah, it has its, its own so inherent unique. challenges. Yeah, a problem solving that you wouldn't have in any other medium. This sounds so good for the Genesis. I gotta say, uh, this Legend of Heroes 1 and 2 soundtracks that were the only stuff uh, in this series on the Genesis just sounds so good, so expressive. I really love the sound of that bell instrument that has a, a separate channel dedicated to the delay. It's just very beautiful, and you, you almost feel like you're in this big reverberant hall or something. It's just yeah. very, very emotional. I want to talk a little bit about the composition before we move on. Okay. I think the piece is is so exquisitely gorgeous. It There is like a, a religious aspect to it. There, there's something sacred and, and beautiful and solemn about it. Spiritual. But the musical palette is of the rock world. It, it sounds like <laughs> the kind of thing that you might hear in like an 80s ballad or something. You're so right. Uh, that That's the sort of language, you know, bo both harmonically and, and, and in terms of sort of the, um, the, the rhythms, the kind of syncopated melodic rhythms. Um, but th there's so many beautiful lines that almost work in like a contrapuntal way where, right. you know, this, this idea develops and then it's sort of imitated in a lower voice. And it, it's really this beautiful wash of sound. I love so many of those ascending lines that kind of leap up to the ninth scale. You know, that, that kind of stuff is, is really gorgeous and evocative. I, think. I, lo I also love the, the part of the melody that goes... And then it's repeated right. on, you know. And then that that idea is sort of imitated with this chromatic run. Yeah, da, da, da. Right. Um, parts of it actually kind of reminded me of uh, Pokemon. Um, and oh, sure. this is another track that uses that five finger fanfare, that, you know, ascending minor scale run that we, we talked about, I think, a couple of years ago in that episode where, you know, that very well trodden uh, <laughs> melodic scale device. Now it's time to move on to the second entry in the Legend of Heroes series. This is the Legend of Heroes 2, and it was released for pretty much the same series of systems that the first one was. We're going to start off with one track of the Mega Drive, and this is actually an exclusive Mega Drive track, and they'll move into the PC-88 version, which I think overall is the definitive version. It's the original version. So, all right, this is the title theme 
to The Legend of Heroes 2. This game was composed by Meiko Ishikawa and Atsushi Shirakawa. Let's take a listen. How fun is this? This is a rocking pop track here. This is title theme from The Legend of Heroes 2, composed by the wonderful Meiko Ishikawa, as well as Atsushi Shirakawa is joining on this project. This is so catchy. This reminds me of a lot of the E-Series music and just a lot of other good um, late 80s, early 90s um, Japanese video game music. It's kind of Capcom-y to me. I, I was reminded of some stuff in like the Mega Man X games. Yeah, just that dun 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 It's so groovy and catchy. Yeah, this one they really makes you move. They really uh, get great use of that rhythm. There's like three different melodies that are created out of that idea. You get the but then when like the verse melody comes in, it uses that same rhythm, but it's a completely new string of notes and yeah that's like each the feel very the in, inspired yeah it's really cool it's something that i think makes it catchy because all the new sections by maintaining that groove feel very inevitable and natural yeah um, but it's also well composed enough that i think it becomes very memorable and kind of singable it's something to get stuck in your head i think the thing that's particularly impressive about this track is it has that rocking falcom style that you're you know you kind of come to expect from from this company in this in these years but the the melodic elements of it are a little bit more put together than than maybe the norm is so you know just really catchy melodies in addition to the really strong groove elements so yeah so far right i mean my favorite part is that yeah me too i love there it it kind of um it goes against the expected sequence because you'd expect it, but it actually goes. Right. You know, it, it's 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 those slight alterations to the sequence that that make it feel like um, it's a melody, really, and not just kind of like a, a sequence, not just like a, a transposition of something we've already heard. It's those little details that make it feel like a finely crafted melody. There's It's just that level of care. There's so much care put into this music. So, well, so far, that's my favorite of the day. Um, let's try to see if, if that can be beat. But what do you think, Will? Is that your favorite so far? So far, this is my favorite. All right, let's move on to another one of my favorites. This is very pretty, very feel-good. This is Utility. Um, there is a Utility theme in the first game. This is a different theme. Utility from The Legend of Heroes 2. This is back to the PC-88 version. Let's take a listen.
This really puts a smile on my face. You guys are listening to Utility from The Legend of Heroes 2. Definitely has to be a Meiko Ishikawa composition. So sunshiny, so optimistic and innocent. It just has that wonderful quality that a lot of J-pop music has, where it just feels like everything's going to be okay. This is just very happy music. Absolutely. It's the perfect kind of video gamey palette. That dun, 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 dun. You know, mm-hmm. that, that sort of both the the groove that's created from the bass line and I, I guess the very subtle drum part um, but also the sort of pentatonic scale very very sweet uh, nature of this piece it really is a palette that we've heard time and time again in games often for like town themes or yeah. or, or just areas in a game where you can sort of let your hair down mm-hmm. uh, but it's a type of thing that I feel like I associate most strongly to video games. I can't really think of a great quintessential example of a piece that has all of those elements that isn't from games necessarily. <laughs> I mean, I could think right. of pieces of um, East Asian folk music that might have a, a similar melodic expression. Or J-pop or, music, yeah. Yeah, or maybe I could think of, um, I guess, other types of pop songs or folk songs that might have a similar... I guess groove, but the the specific marriage of all those elements really seems to be a thing that comes together only in video games. I yeah. mean, this really reminds me of something like from Ganbar Goemon, or oh sure, or just a, a I don't know a, a game like that that sort of has a, a lighthearted energy that's marrying all these different folk and pop influences together. I love it. And I happen to get a lot of utility out of that track. Oh, Had to gosh. make that joke. Okay, we're going to move on to a classic, uh, what seems like a battle theme. This is the kind of prototypical Falcom sound here. This is the field theme from The Legend of Heroes 2, composed by Meiko Ishikawa and Atsushi Shirakawa. Here we go. wonderful melody this could be right at home in the e series it could be right at home in a lot of early falcom games it's so classic it has a lot of the elements that we've talked about when we're discussing the e series uh and those elements really have to be owed to yuzo kashiro and meiko ishikawa they established a lot of those techniques uh in the first ease game and really turned into this tradition that is still continued to this day not just in those series but in a lot of japanese video game music this is field from the legend of heroes 2 Uh, And this is a classic battle theme. It's just a really good rocker that makes great use of that FM bass, you know, doing that driving gallop, which feels very 80s kind of um, power rock. It's just a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. This feels very quintessentially Falcom. Uh, 
perfect for those FM sounds. You got to have that, you know, biting, rocking bass line. Oh, My yeah. favorite part, I think, melodically about uh, the form and everything is sort of that turnaround. The <laughs> like, I, I like just sort of how all the rhythms stop and become very, you know, pointed. And there's something dancey about that. That, that. This is the kind of thing I love about video game music. When it, when it sets into a groove or some, some kind of rocking thing, those moments where it's something gets like upset that it, it causes you to like almost have a physical response like every part of you wants to stop and you know turn a little bit I, mm-hmm. I just I love that uh, game music can do that um, when composers are are willing to sort of disrupt the the flow of a groove it makes you maybe a little bit more aware of the music but it's something that helps the visceral kind of dancey experience of playing a game i also think that the melody of this could be moved into something like a soft piano ballad and it would work really well i think it has a really good melody you know that dun 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 it's just it's just a great video game melody and you know it's it's combined with a really strong sense of of rock and groove and that's what makes it you know extra exciting but i think if it didn't have that good melody I don't think we would enjoy it uh, nearly as much. So, all right, let's move on to uh, a track that, for my money, might be my personal favorite of this game. Um, this this is really beautiful. This is the game over theme from The Legend of Heroes 2. I'm pretty sure this is a Meiko Ishikawa composition. Let's take a listen to Game Over. listening to game over very interesting choice for a game over theme not what i would expect uh it's hopeful it's much more hopeful than what you hear most of the times for game over a little bit of sadness obviously but it really is going to motivate the player to continue this is i think composed by meiko ishikawa she is really talented at making these i guess i call them sappy ballads (laughs) for the pc 8898 uh very emotional very beautiful this this might be one of my favorite melodies from from the series i love this track yeah, it's really beautiful. Yeah, I, I really sort of agree with what you're saying about the, I guess, uh, sappiness of it. But that's something that I think is so charming and something that it's important because the, the context of the time in which these games were made, you kind of can't separate. You kind of can't separate all those cultural elements from 
the music. And what I love is that if you were playing this game at the time it was created, that music would feel very contemporary. And that's something that I don't think we can quite relate to is sort of this brand new medium, which was games, but it has this music that also feels like it's part of like the zeitgeist and the, the, the musical culture of that time. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely not the case now. I mean, I don't know what the equivalent would be, but I think most game music that we encounter in, in 2017 either sounds a lot like score so it's sort of you know background stuff and it's of the tradition of um, film music which you could right. say is a, a type of contemporary music or we do get a lot of you know retro scores that are trying to go for this kind of old school you know throwback chiptune sound which is also really cool mm-hmm. um, but I don't think there's a lot of modern video game music that's getting its influence from modern pop that's or you know like dubstep or EDM or like electronic music I think things like that exist but there is something about the whole musical landscape in the 80s and 90s that that things were so unified and there was just something serendipitous about the way that video games were produced that they had to make use of a lot of these primitive synth sounds in synth pop and, and synthesizers were really being used in a lot of popular music. So it was kind of this yeah, perfect marriage. Well, I think because there might not have been a cultural idea of the video game sound, it seemed like most composers, what they were trying to do is, okay, we have to try to make this sound like outside music. And what's interesting is by trying to do that and condense it into the sound chip, that's what video game music turned out to be. That's kind of the sound of classic video game music is is taking, you know, influences from pop and rock and fusion and jazz, but condensing it and making it just a little bit immediate, a little bit more catchy, a little bit more simple. That's kind of the classic sound of video game music. So let's play one more track from The Legend of Heroes 2. And this is a this is one of my favorites. This is Peace. Let's take a listen. guys are listening to peace from the legend of heroes 2 i keep changing my mind this might now be my my favorite oh god this just makes me so happy it has a lot of the classic traditions that we hear in uh at least these first four entries of this series this very simple happy pop melody that's repeated over changing chords reminds me of uh, you know the the earlier themes we heard in the series like maybe the ship and the town theme 
Uh, it, it's just, it's just delightful. This, I don't know if I would choose this or maybe the title theme so far as Track of the Week contender. What do you think, Will? It's really a great melody. I mean, it's kind of tough. I think I would probably lean still towards the title theme. Yeah. Um, but I love this melody. I, there's a few things about it that I want to talk about. First of all, it sort of seems to be obsessed with the fifth scale degree. And, uh, because the melody keeps rising to that moment or resolving to that pitch. You know, it always is landing there. The other thing I love about the way that melody unfolds, it kind of has to build momentum. You know, we hear that same line three times before it moves. One, two. And now this third time, it's going to keep going. Well, do you know why? I think it's because that fifth scale degree works for so many chords. It works great over the one, works great over the that five inversion and it works really great over the the minor six because then it's like the seven right. it just it's right, a great exactly. it's note. a very versatile pitch it's, <laughs> it's, it's a versatile for, pitch yeah. for for pivoting um the other thing that i think is really effective that idea of momentum is created by repeating but also repetition mm-hmm. is one of the most effective things in a melody or in a piece of music in general to make it memorable a great right. example of that would be something like the brahms lullaby da da both halves of those melodies are basically created from taking this simple motif repeating it three times and on the third time expanding upon it and making it go through the rest of its journey and I think there's something really effective and primal about that something also childlike I think this track is called Peace but there's a very innocent association that we have to that type of melodic development a lot of these melodies feel like lullabies really you know it's like you start (laughs) off with okay let me come up with a lullaby melody that's very pleasing and feels good for most human beings when they listen to it and then let's make the you know all the instruments underneath a little bit more groovy than your typical lullaby would be uh, that that's a good starting point. So, Will, let's let's go ahead and commit to this week's track of the week being that title theme from Legend of Heroes Two. Let's do it. All right, let's now move on to the third entry, and this was released for the PC ninety eight. This is the Legend of Heroes Three, and this was again composed by Meiko Ishikawa as well as Atsushi Shirakawa, but they were joined by Takahiro Tsunashima as well. So, three composers worked in this game. Really cool soundtrack. Um, it's starting to get a little bit more comfortable in establishing its own sound. Uh, so that's cool to hear. We're going to play two pieces of music from The Legend of Heroes 3. Let's start off with Another Hero's Story.
You guys listening to a wonderful pop song. This is Another Hero's Story, delightful stuff from The Legend of Heroes 3, composed by Falcom Sound Team JDK. Ishikawa leading things off here. Um, and this was released in 1994 for the PC-98. That's getting pretty late. This is kind of the time when you're starting to see uh, ports on things like the Saturn and the PlayStation uh, and, and stuff. So, so yeah, this is definitely um, getting getting a little bit further on in the history of the series. And as we're going to hear in the fourth game, and then definitely in the later games, the musical uh, tone has had a lot of changes over the years. But well, what is it, does this still remind you of what we heard at the beginning of the episode, or does it does it seem like it's kind of moving in some different directions? You know, I think there's a gradual evolution, but it definitely still feels like it can fit right at home in this series. I mean, mm-hmm. I think the 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 increased confidence and um, implementation that that we're hearing it, it definitely has a, a, a different sound there. Everything is a bit more busy and full, and the right. the rhythm section seems to be a, a little bit more solid and, and put together. Um, but yeah, I think musically there might be a bit of a departure, but I, again, I, I still think it all it all works. That's the great thing about retro chip music is that mm-hmm. that's sort of the glue that binds everything together. You can have within a single soundtrack even pieces of music of very different style, you know, musically or in terms of genre or influence. For but sure. It all sort of sits together because of those sounds. Well, let's move on to another very slow and sensitive piece of music, probably the most tragic of the day. This is Sorrowful Melody. So it's going to clue you in with the title that it's going to get a little sad here. Let's take a listen to this from The Legend of Heroes 3. We have a new contender for track of the week, unfortunately, Carl. Yes, we do, folks. This is Sorrowful Melody from The Legend of Heroes 3. What a masterful piece of PC-98 music, really taking advantage of a lot more channels that the system offered, uh, different ways of panning and volume control. It's so expressive. It's really cool music. In addition to having a very beautiful and tragic melody, the techniques that are used with the bass, that sliding portamento bass, and then that sliding um, higher melody instrument, it's just really powerful stuff. Yeah, this, I don't know, we might have to change our mind. This might be the true track of the week. 
Yeah, I, I'm kind of leaning towards it. I love the melody. I love the chords. I love some of the syncopated, you know, like J-pop rhythms. Yeah. Just great. And even there's um, this one section that feels like it was influential to Yasuki Yasui. It reminds me of Bless yep, You Boy. I was, I was you totally know? thinking dun, that. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, it's... Right. Uh, the other thing... Um, something that I loved is there's this kind of vibey idea that's that's yeah. panned to the the left channel. Oh, it's so effective! It sounds um, really yeah, good. It's really cool, and it sort of creates this dissonance against the sort of Dorian chord change that happens. But it's very atmospheric and really vibey. That's a moment that kind of sounded like Metroid or something to me. Yeah, you know, a lot of times we judge this early music. Um, just on its own terms. And, oh, this sounds really good for Genesis or for NES. But I will say that overall, just as a piece of music, this sounds really good. It's very pleasing and really interesting tones that you're able to get out of this, that if you would hear this with more modern synths or whatever, something would be lost. There's just something really expressive about this. So you heard it here first, folks. This is the true track of the week. All right. Shall we move on to the fourth entry, Will? We shall. All right. The last entry for the PC 88 or 98 systems here. And what's interesting is as we move on um, to the more modern games, we really are going to hear some different styles. Uh, So it's a little bit sad that we're leaving this. I first considered having this episode just be on this first four. But there's some there's some cool stuff that I think would would have been a little bit of a shame if we didn't include. So one more track from uh, maybe the the first kind of facet of this series, and the last thing we're going to hear today from Meiko Ishikawa. This is uh, Legend of Heroes Four, and Ishikawa was joined again by Shirakawa as well as this time Naoki Koneda, who's a great composer for the PC ninety eight. Let's take a listen to Leaving the Nest from the Legend of Heroes Four. You guys just listened to Leaving the Nest from The Legend of Heroes 4, and there's some pretty dang tragic music in these third and fourth entries here. A lot more serious music than we ever heard in the first two entries. Um, So that's one way maybe how this series is evolving. Some of those cues were taken up by later composers. But Will, what, what were your thoughts on this track, Leaving the Nest? 
It was really beautiful. In fact, it got me to start thinking about uh, us ending this podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know why. It just uh, emotionally, it felt very uh, sorrowful and kind of like a farewell. And so um, I started thinking about, you know, when we end it and how we're going to do it and mm-hmm. when will that be in... Hmm. A lot of questions. So yeah, this is our last episode, you guys. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. We didn't mention that. Last one ever. See you guys. We just end it right now. <laughs> uh, no, it might be because this is called Leaving the Nest, and that's very fitting. This actually reminds me of the day that my young brother went off to college. No, I'm just kidding. It, it doesn't really remind me of that. Oh. Uh, it's just called Leaving the Nest. I was about to be so happy and emotional. <laughs> I don't know if I could pick a song that reminded me of that. It would probably be a song that had lyrics, maybe like a soft, like acoustic folk song or something. Right. But yeah, this is very beautiful. I think now it's time. We've spent enough time on uh, PC-8898 entries. Let's now move on to um, more modern entries in the series, okay? So we're going to move on to, I think we might be skipping one game in the series, but we're moving on to a game called The Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky, And this was released in 2004, uh, and I believe it was released for uh, the PSP and the PS3. Uh, It was composed by Hayato Sonoda and Yukihiro Jindo. Now, Hayato Sonoda, he was one of the composers that worked on some of the wonderful modern Ease entries, such as Ease Origin, uh, Ease 7, things like that. So really cool music. Let's take a listen to how things have changed here in the series. This is setting off from The Legend of Heroes, Trails in the Sky. guys are listening to setting off from the legend of heroes trails in the sky which uh came out in 2004 and we skipped over only one uh game in the series which was legend of heroes 5 which came out in 99 for the pc which is okay uh nothing that blew me away so we just went right ahead to this trails in the sky this is great because this does remind me a lot of uh the very simple um, pastoral music of the earlier entries. Yeah. So that's really nice to hear that. Yeah, there's a lot of that sort of folky influence. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think the use of that like electric bass is really nice because it. Yeah, it's like a fretless bass sound. Right. It's really great. It sort of ties it together with that. I don't want to say jazz fusion, but that video game fusion of <laughs> all these different influences where you get rock music, pop music, folk, classical, everything together. Some of the virtual instruments are a little dated, but a lot of them sound really nice. You know, the hand percussion and the fretless bass and stuff. As much as I love, you know, old school chip music 
or you know FM synth music, it is really nice to to hear a little bit more of a full palette. And so it is nice to kind of hear how the series has evolved. It's it's beautiful. That was a great track. All right, let's move on to something very different, very jazzy here. This is sophisticated fight which is not your typical battle theme when you think about the palette here. Also from Trails in the Sky, let's take a listen. Now, this is a unique piece of music. This is Sophisticated Fight from The Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky. Came out for the PSP and the PS3, composed by Hayato Sonoda, as well as Yukihiro Jindo. Yeah, this is just just very expressive, very jazzy, kind of some legitimacy that's brought to this track that we haven't quite heard in the series. It feels performed like you're listening to a jazz ensemble here, but it's very quirky. Uh, You know, you have some authentic jazz instruments such as the upright bass and you have like a swing beat on the drums but what's weird is there's also this like electronic like techno beat over it which is really quirky and i think that would you'd only get away with that in in video games totally i i love the sort of jazz palette of this soundtrack so far you get a lot of those kind of chord changes that um, I, I guess I associate with video games, but definitely not like battle music. Definitely not right. um, this series or Falcom games in general. It kind of reminds mm-hmm. me of almost like Wii Sports or something. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I will say that uh, when I first listened to Trails in the Sky, because uh, I was a big fan of the first four entries, um, I wasn't super into it. I was a little bit offended because some of the music is very cheesy and kind of smooth jazz and stuff. And it was like, oh, no, this does not sound like Legend of Heroes. But once I dug in a little deeper, I found things like setting off and I found other tracks that felt like, oh, it is kind of carrying the torch. And, you know, for this is a different game and has different visuals. It's for a different generation. I think I think they did a pretty good job um, with continuing the series. All right, let's move on to the sequel to this game. It's called Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky SC. (laughs) What a wonderfully imaginative title for the sequel to this game. This one was composed by Wataru Ishibashi as well as Hayato Sonoda again. And overall, uh, everything you're hearing today would be credited to the Falcom sound team JDK. Um, But luckily, we're able to get specific crediting to hear who... Uh, individually compose these games. All right, let's take a listen to a track called Hamel from Trails in the Sky SC.
guys are listening to Hamill from the Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky SC. And if I remember correctly, I think this is a Wataro Ishibashi composition, so I should definitely look into um, that fine composer, because this is beautiful. I have to say, this is my favorite track of the day so far. This is my favorite wow. thing that we've played. I love the melody. I love the chord progression. I love the mood, the choice of instrumentation. Oh, yeah. It's uh, so atmospheric. It's it's just great. It's it's really beautiful. It's very finely crafted. Um, the boo-doom, 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 you know, the, the, the specific order of pitches that happen in that arpeggio are, mm. are really nice. It feels reminiscent of things that we've heard before um but it's also not just kind of a, a basic pattern that's taken through a sequence every single chord is voiced well it's kind of a treat to to hear a melody that's that's this uh complex being played on the celeste because usually we just get these long simple melodies um on the celeste so it kind of reminds me maybe of how how john williams might use the celeste for these more complex like if you think about how many notes there are in this melody uh, it seems like something that you would hear more often on like the piano. So it's it's really nice to hear that. Yeah, this track has everything going for it. it has gorgeous melody, has really good um, kind of sound design and production, and it's very ambient and atmospheric, and it's just very moving. So yeah, yeah, bang it, up job, guys. They, it's almost like it stuck the landing too with that that melody. Where yeah. there are things about it that feel like it's of a genre or of a style but mm. it, it goes so much farther beyond just living up to that you know i mean when i first heard this track i sort of knew what to expect but it really exceeded all of my expectations at the same time and it really does feel finely crafted you know they, they didn't mm-hmm. just they weren't just satisfied with like they weren't just satisfied with taking a basic nugget through a sequence or, or just doing um, the obvious choice. There's a lot of moments where the melody zigs when you would expect it to zag, but it's not in a way that feels frustrating or feels like it's change for change's sake. It It's all um, things that give it a specific character, and I was just really moved by it. Yeah, I think one thing that almost anyone could agree, uh, the music of the series has so much heart put into it and you can just hear that in this music the composers put everything they had into this let's move on to the third entry uh or the third i guess sequel in this little trilogy here of the trails in the sky this is uh legend of heroes trails in the sky the third so whoever was titling these games did a wonderful job this is composed by Ryo Takashida, as well as, of course, Hayato Sonata is coming back. He's pretty much involved in every single game in the series uh, ever since that first Trails in the Sky, it seems like. So let's take a listen to this. This is Masquerade of Lies. Here we go.
Whoa, are we in the Castlevania series? I don't know where we are. This is amazing. Very, very rocking classical piece of music here. Masquerade of Lies from Trails in the Sky the Third. Man, we're having some new composers that are that are entering the scene with with each game here, and I'm wondering if some of those new composers are trying to breathe some new life into the series. This doesn't sound like anything I've heard. Yeah, in the previous dang, lectures. this is fantastic. It's it's really it's shreddy. So good. You know, I'm, yeah, this is better than a lot of the kind of modern Castlevania uh, games that I've heard. Yeah, I'm I'm really getting in the uh, Halloween <laughs> spirit just listening to something like this. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's funny at this very moment that I said Halloween, I saw this uh, twit. I saw that on on Twitter. Our, our friend Tim Turry just tweeted at us, but I mm-hmm. think he changed his name to Grim Fury. <laughs> probably in we the should spirit of Halloween, and we've had him on like for many years as like a as a Halloween guest. Yeah, yeah, good times. We should think about what we want to do uh, for our Halloween themed episode. Some sort of spooky episode would be really cool. You know, maybe a Castlevania again would be fitting. We've done Resident Evil, I think, last year. Um, actually, Silent Hill. We were, we we even said this last week that we need to do more of that. So that that probably should should deserve maybe the episode. We'll, we'll talk about it. Um, all right, let's move on to a very rocking track. This kind of has the palette that I come to expect with modern Falcom games, where you have you know a full rock band, but you also have some beautiful violin as well. Things that 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 I really loved in Ease Origin and Ease Seven, um, and, and so it's wonderful to hear this in other games. This is the Legend of Heroes Seven Zero No Kiseki. It's a Japanese title, and we're going to take a listen to just one track from this. This is Inevitable Struggle, composed by Hayato Sanoda as well as Takahiro Unisuga. Here we go. listening to Inevitable Struggle from Legend of Heroes 7 Zero no Kiseki, composed by Falcom Sound Team JDK. This time it's Hayato Sonoda and Takahiro Unisuga. This is so great. I love this this palette of <laughs> beautiful expressive violin mixed with rock band. It's something that it felt like when I when we were preparing for our Ease episode and we heard Ease Origin, particularly that wonderful track Genesis Beyond the Beginning, it felt like it was like this eye-opening moment where it was the first time I heard that that particular palette of instruments together, and I just absolutely adore it. It's something that seemed perfectly suited to bring the retro game music style into the modern era, because right. 
you need the rock band you need the rock energy because that's such a big part of games but just by adding some other element from a different world it immediately helps to feel more like the game music in you know days of old because the the unified sound that we would get from you know the chip sounds made it so that you could do something that sounded classical or something that sounded jazzy or something that sounded sure. like pop music or rock and everything could could work together because you had this unifying element in the timbres and i think by making it not just a rock band with guitars you allow for a similar kind of thing because your 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 sort of associations to those timbres are are split because now it doesn't just sound like rock music it almost has like this fiddly bluegrass quality but also we associate violins with you know an orchestra or a symphony um so it's just a great palette and and it's very it's very rich and it's it's quirky and it's you know it's perfectly video game absolutely and it is it is carrying the torch because it's this quirky fusion of instruments you know ever since games like super mario world came out where people were hearing like oh what if you know steel drum is mixed with banjo and electric bass and you know all these weird instruments it's cool to hear that that's still happening now obviously this isn't quite as eclectic um but you know hearing solo violin with a full rock band is, is just not something you hear every day. And so it's, it's cool that that kind of idea of having instruments that you might not expect together. Um, and also the solo violin leads a lot of composers to to write a different style of a melody, you know, and the melody was written in a really expressive way here. Uh, and I think that was because they had this attention of having it on the violin. So right. it's <laughs> kind of leading them to, to new possibilities. All right, let's play a, a couple tracks from uh, the next game. This is Legend of Heroes 7 Eo no Kuseki, which I think is the sequel to what we just heard. And this is Unfathomed Force. Let's take a listen. Listening to Unfathomed Force from The Legend of Heroes 7, Eo no Kiseki. I think I am going back on what I said once again. This is now my new favorite track. It has everything that you'd want. It's high energy. It has great production sound, really incredible performances and shredding, beautiful melodies that are so intricately composed. And also, you know, listening to it in kind of mid-October, it's really getting me in the spirit for Halloween. There's something yeah. kind of spooky and, and classical and creepy about it. I just it's Castlevania. 
it really feels like um, music that would fit really well in the Castlevania series. But hey, I'll take it for Legend of Heroes. This is so good. Yeah, I think this is probably the best modern Legend of Heroes track. Um, you know, starting from Trails in the Sky and onward, I think this is just so cool. But what I will say is that it doesn't really have any remnants of what the series used to be musically. It really feels like going in a totally new direction. Um, I think I'm okay with it because it happens to be so good. Uh, but yeah, I guess I, I feel a little bit conflicted about it at the same time because it, 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 it's just so different. But, you know, this, like we said, it was a sub-series within another series, and now this Trails in the Sky had its own little trilogy, and then this seems to have its own trilogy. So yeah, these are like series within series. I definitely feel like there's a lot of love and reverence for the Falcom sound with these new composers. Yeah. I mean, even the way that some of the harmonies with the strings are working, where they're you're using a lot of those kind of parallel fourth and fifth harmonies interlocked with, you know, sixths and thirds and everything. Uh, that kind of rock sound that I associate with a lot of video game music and particularly the sound of the Falcom games. Um, I, I definitely feel like there's the spirit of that alive in here, even if it doesn't necessarily sound like other tracks we played today from the Legend of Heroes series. It definitely feels like these composers are very influenced by Meiko Ishikawa and Yuzo Koshiro and people yeah. like that. Well, let's play one last track from uh, Legend of Heroes 7, Ao no Kiseki, because it's so good. And this is um, a little bit of a change of pace from what we just heard. This is silence in the sunlight filtering through trees. I know Will's not a fan of those really long um, kind of pretentious titles, but I assure you this is a good piece of music. Let's take a listen. Thanks so much, guys, for joining us as we explored the music of the Legend of Heroes series of games, starting off on the PC-88 and moving its way to things like the PS4, the the Vita, things like that, still being released to this day. Long-running series with some wonderful music, so this was uh, a very good excuse to, you know, just play some great Falcom stuff. Some stuff we've been saving up for years and other stuff that we just discovered, so this is a lot of fun. 
totally i i had a blast man i'm glad you did too yeah uh thank you all for joining us today i think we probably both have to get running here but before yes. we leave we want to give a few sort of plugs and and shout outs to some of our social media stuff carl yeah you do so that? you can follow us on twitter at mercado bros uh we have a, a discord channel also mercado bros which we all have fun talking about games and music and stuff and we'll, we'll probably we should probably maybe tweet out and send out another invite to that for anyone who, who's not currently you know in our discord funny? carl <laughs> i feel bad i need to be better about going on discord mm-hmm. and in you know joining some of those conversations i think what it is is that we have such great fans that are so active and always asking questions and saying things that sometimes i feel like overwhelmed like i don't right. have enough time to be part of it but someone actually sent me an email <laughs> like they sent me an email and said will i know you don't normally go on here but i'm curious <laughs> about something yeah. so i felt like okay i need to start going on discord again yeah it, it's it's a fun community so that's been a lot of uh, a lot of fun and you can also like us on facebook and we're on youtube too you can subscribe to us there and iTunes is the best way to find our podcast. And we want to thank everyone for leaving nice iTunes reviews. That really helps out and it helps other people discover the show. And if anyone is interested in supporting us, uh, the best way to do that is on Patreon. It really helps to offset the cost that we have uh, you know, for equipment and website hosting fees and also just the amount of time that it takes to run this podcast. You know, one thing I would like to say is a little moment to maybe pat ourselves on the back is, Will, don't you think it's pretty incredible that how long has it been? At least five years that we haven't missed a single week yeah for uploading a new podcast i think that deserves some uh some some pats on our back i'm very proud well, of that. i feel i don't want to like pat ourselves on the back but that <laughs> is interesting yeah it's it's been let's see because we started in february of 2012 mm-hmm. and we did our our first season and basically that summer we probably had like four or five weeks where we didn't have an episode but that's because right. we were making like these youtube shows and trying to do other stuff to prepare for the next season but then basically from September of 2012 to now, so... To now. Yeah. We haven't missed a single week. So, yeah, I feel really proud of, of that kind of commitment that we made. And that is only possible because of you guys, uh, your wonderful emails, your suggestions, your support on Patreon really uh, has, has meant the world to us. So thank you so much to all of our lovely listeners out there. All right, we're going to leave you with a track from Legend of Heroes Sen no Kiseki. And this is Don't Be Defeated by a Friend. <laughs> a great moral to leave the day on. Or a um, brother. Or a brother. All right, that's about it, guys. My name is Carl Bergerman. And I'm Will Bergerman. Have a great week, everyone. Peace out. <laughs>